Have the midwinter post-holiday blues got you down? Well, what if you could escape for the weekend to a vibrant, historic, charming town nestled in the mountains, walk candlelit streets or climb aboard a steam train, hear some great live music, enjoy some wonderful restaurants, and celebrate at a magical snowball? Hmm? No, it's not a Hallmark Channel movie. It's Winterfest in Jim Thorpe, PA. And this year marks a 30-year milestone for the annual Winterfest celebration in historic Jim Thorpe. The theme this year is Fire and Ice, and the celebrations kick off over President's Day weekend, February 17th through the 19th. This is WDIY 88.1 Lehigh Valley Public Radio, and you are tuned in to Lehigh Valley Arts Salon. I remain Kate Scuffle, your host, and this evening I'm talking with Michelle Gallagher, Vice President of the Jim Thorpe Tourism Association and the Chair of the 30th Annual Winterfest about Fire and Ice, the big event coming up on President's Day weekend. Welcome, Michelle. Hi, Kay. Thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor and a pleasure to be here with you. Oh, that's lovely. And we're thrilled to be speaking with you. It's it's wonderful to take a little side trip up to I'm, Jim Thorpe is one of my favorite places to escape to, I have to admit. Oh, great. <laughs> and Winterfest is always lovely. This year, I love the theme, Fire and Ice. What, what was kind of the inspiration, what, and how does that kind of influence what you're doing in terms of programming for this particular festival? So the fire has been a new element um, created in the last three years with a luminary walk that kicks off the entire weekend. So we really wanted to make it a bigger part of the festival this year. You know, we are like seconds away from confirming fire performers on the street. We've got fire tables throughout uh, some of the restaurants that'll be, you know, lit during the festival. And the ice, of course, is the ice sculptures, the art that will be displayed throughout the town during the weekend. So, yeah, fire and ice just seem like the perfect thing to call it for this milestone event. That's gorgeous. So it sounds like not only, I mean, if I'm there and and I come up for the weekend, for the event, for the festival, there's things indoors, but obviously it sounds like just strolling through the town is going to be beautiful. Right. So, yeah, it it kicks off with like a post-Valentine glow kind of walk on Friday evening with the luminaries. And then there's like concerts to go to. And, yeah, then there's events all weekend inside and outside. And some of those include live music. I was looking at them, not just the Bonkchuk Opera House, which I which I have been to and enjoyed, but also Wild Elder Wine and Cider Company, a couple others. Can you tell us a little bit about the performances? Yes, the Wild Elder is having uh, their own duo playing, and I think we're about to confirm some other local artists playing at the Inn at Jim Thorpe, the Broadway Grill, and... Uh, and keeping posted, this entire festival, it just keeps evolving as we get closer to the date. So if we want to find out more about it again, what would be the best website, just so we don't forget this? Where would we want to look for updates? So if you punch in jimthorpe.org, that will take you to okay. a page. If you punch in Jim Thorpe Winterfest on Facebook, you know, that'll direct you to a page that lists all the events as they're uh, being named as soon as they're being named. It's like constant updates. Okay. So those are two good places to start. 
And then at the Mock Chunk Opera House, I see over the weekend there'll be uh, Credence Revived and the ELO Tribute Show. How fun. How fun will they be to go to? <laughs> it makes me want to dance. The ELO tribute show just makes me want to dance. And the Opera House is such a great venue. It's just yes, beautiful. it is such a great... It's, it's almost a romantic venue, yes. I want to say. Yes. Yeah. And speaking of romantic, there's horse-drawn carriage rides mm. as well as the train rides. Now, the train rides... I was looking actually at some of the, the po- things that have been posted online, and it's the Winterfest Express Train. Looks yeah. like a seventy-minute round trip, so it's a nice, nice enough length to really enjoy. Really get a train ride that you know, just get away for a little bit. Is it mostly steam or train or not? Yeah, or steam, steam train, and departing from Reading, departing okay. from Port Clinton, and departing from Tamaqua. So it's not, it's not just come to Jim Thorpe and take a quick trip. It's yeah. you can leave from wherever you are and come here. Oh, that's fascinating. Yeah, wonderful. And again, for folks, if you haven't been to Thorpe yet, you should be. You should have been. Um, The train station as well. It's just beautiful, beautiful situations. You're just kind of nestled at the foot of the mountains. It's just gorgeous. Um, I think what we're known as is the Switzerland of America. Yes. And That's it's, what we've been called. It's just lovely. I, I know fall foliage, which is a whole other conversation. It's also a beautiful time <laughs> of year to enjoy it. But so the winter and ice, I get, now how did, just curious, the 30th anniversary, 30th annual festival, what's kind yes. of, tell me a little bit about the background or the history. How did it come about? It's it's a lovely idea, but in a perfect setting. But I'm just curious, what, what was kind of, how did it start? What's it been like over the years? So back in the day, 1993, Dan Hugos, who was the president of the Jim Thorpe Tourism Association at the time, you know, recognized that, that this time of the year is very, you know, for lack of better terms, dead. It's mm-hmm. a dead time mm-hmm. of the year. You know, everyone's kind of cooped up in their house. Um, you know, we just, everybody kind of just shuts down after the holidays. Mm-hmm. And he really recognized that not just the businesses, but the community needed its own kind of boost. We had, back in the day, and even still, a giant uh, community of artists. Mm-hmm. Here, so our mm-hmm. artists need business. Our businesses need business. So he created the idea of Winterfest to draw everybody out of their houses and kind of shake off the winter blues, come and see live music, and just kind of get people together, get them in front of each other. And I feel like now that's more important than ever after mm-hmm. having gone through what we've been through in the last couple of years with the pandemic and whatnot. Exactly, which makes it kind of lovely too. You've got both an indoor an outdoor element of the festival. It's perfect mix, you know? Yes. And so I'm thinking that if I'm looking at what else is going on, I'm thinking what's old and new in a way. The snowball I see is something that's new to it this year. Can you tell us yes. a little bit about that? It's fascinating. I'm, int- I'm intrigued. Thank you. That um, The <laughs> snowball is my baby. Okay. Um, I am a curator of yoga retreats here in town for the last 10 years. Mm. I'm also an avid dancer. So um, I'm combining the two, especially to get people out of the house and release endorphins and encourage connection with each other. Yeah, so I hooked up with Stacy, the owner of Fairy Moon Yoga. She's going to be teaching yoga, and it's sponsored by the Lehigh Valley Hospital Carbon Campus. And it's going to be held indoors Saturday 
at 9 a.m. on the 18th at the Mock Chunk Ballroom, which is also really exciting because the owner of the ballroom, he's also an avid dancer. He's also someone who's 90 years old and still dances, ah. tap dances, ballroom dances. <laughs> so it's really also a tribute to him. So I'm trying to encourage everyone to come out and just move and just shake off the winter blues and start their day with this kind of fun wake-up yoga dance celebration. That's wonderful. And the the ballroom itself then hosts a bunch of winter wonderland activities through the weekend, I believe, doesn't it? Yes. So (sighs) that so the ballroom is going to be what I like to call an immersive warming station. Mm. So where the whole thing is going to be like blue lights, Christmas trees, hot chocolate, cotton candy, selfie stations, you know, and then there'll be sponsors peppered throughout that can shake hands and kiss babies with everyone who comes in. So it'll be really nice and a good place to thaw out for a little bit. <laughs> you know, I was saying that it wasn't a Hallmark Channel movie, but it's starting to sound more and more like like a Hallmark Channel movie in the best possible way. <laughs> I love it. Well, I will be filming because that my, that's my side um, my side love is film, so I will we'll get some Hallmark uh, B-roll for you. <laughs> that would be wonderful. <laughs> and actually, I've, we've uh, had guests on the show previously who were involved with the Jim Thorpe Film Festival, so it all oh, comes yeah. full circle. And then going back to the idea, a little bit of that kind of getting out and about, getting moving through the town, the community. It looks like there's also kind of encouragement of the food and drink specials at restaurants. There's a mug walk, which I want to ask you about. Things just designed to get people kind of moving through the town. Yeah, so that's big movement, right? Like you buy a souvenir mug and then you're given a designated trail. And on your trail are specific restaurants and stores who are participating on that trail, whether it's the fire trail or the ice trail. Mm. And you show your fire or ice shopping passport and they give you their promotional treat or item or trinket. So it's kind of like a treasure hunt. Okay. So lots of souvenirs. Uh-huh. And again, you get to you get to kind of maybe visit a store maybe you didn't get to before because mm-hmm. maybe it was too busy during um, fall foliage or maybe there was a line outside mm-hmm. of the coffee shop that was too long. But now you have a reason to go in because, you know, you've got a treat waiting for you in there. <laughs> and so I'm assuming that, again, all the merchants, artisans, businesses, folks will be open and sharing in the weekend, obviously. Yes, absolutely. We have 26 participants in the trails, and we have two trails. Yeah, so that's very Mm -hmm. exciting. All the way up to West Broadway, uh, Cafe Ariel is the last stop. Okay, okay. Yeah, some of the the stops are 21 and over, Mm -hmm. uh, but most of the stops are the retail locations, and we're really excited to have everybody be a part of this celebration. And every single person who participates in the mug walk is also automatically entered to win the ultimate Jim Thorpe experience, Ooh, which, which is yes. a trip. It's a stay overnight at the Dolan House, which mm. is one of the best bed and breakfasts in town and around, really. Mm-hmm. Um, VIP passes to the Jim Thorpe Film Festival. Okay. It's VIP passes to the summer yoga retreat and a gift certificate to eat at the Hibachi Sushi Restaurant in town called Mist. Mm, oh, that's wonderful. Wow. 
I might have to come up and try and keep, try, try my hand here. Um, you're listening. Do. <laughs> you've been listening to Lehigh Valley Art Salon here on WDIY 88.1. Again, I'm your host, Kate Scuffle, and I'm speaking with Michelle Gallagher, Vice President of the Jim Thorpe Tourism Association and the chair of the 30th Annual Winterfest, about Jim Thorpe's latest Winterfest celebration, Fire and Ice, running President's Day weekend, February 17 through 19. And we'll be right back after this short break. WDIY 88.1 offers many choices and real voices. Folk music, from folk classics to the Gaelic traditions of the British Isles, to bluegrass and old-time music of Appalachia, to the modern-day singer-songwriters telling the story of today's world. You'll find it all here on WDIY. Listen and enjoy the wide variety of folk music every weekday evening, 7 to 9 p.m., just after NPR News Headlines, and Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. on 88.1 WDIY and streaming at WDIY.org. Thank you to the members of WDIY for making all the programming you hear possible. Becoming a WDIY member is the best way to support your listening and to ensure WDIY will be here for the next person in our community to discover. Make your membership gift today at 610-694-8100 extension 4 or WDIY.org. We couldn't be here without you. Welcome back to Lehigh Valley Art Salon, right here on WDIY 88.1 Lehigh Valley Public Radio. I'm your host, Kate Scuffle, and tonight I've been talking with Michelle Gallagher, who is vice president of the Jim Thorpe Tourism Association and also the chair of the 30th Annual Winterfest. We've been talking about Fire and Ice, which is the upcoming Winterfest celebration in Jim Thorpe, PA, and the 30th anniversary one, actually. And Michelle, before we went to break, um, we were talking a little bit about or kept running into other things that also happened in Jim Thorpe, the other festivals and events. And we had mentioned the Jim Thorpe Film Festival. And I hadn't realized they're also um, involved with, with Winterfest. Yes, so I literally just wrapped that up within the last 48 hours. <laughs> I'm so excited to have that, because they're my favorite. I'm so excited to have the Jim Thorpe Film Festival kind of wrap up the entire warming station and the entire festivities with kind of like a local heroes happy hour. Mm. They are going to do a repeat showing of all the local filmmakers from the festival in 2022 at the ballroom, and it's a free showing. So oh, wow. if you missed the film festival last year, if you had friends locally that had films in the festival, like me, and you forgot to come and see it, you can go <laughs> check out those films there at the ballroom on the 19th. Oh, that's exciting. That's really exciting. That's lovely. Again, movies. Also, movies in winter, it works. It works well. And Yes, right? <laughs> come in, get warm, get some hot chocolate, watch a movie. That's one, And I also note that it's interesting, you know, between the vendors and the sponsors and the businesses and the film festival and all, it strikes me, and, and of course, you know, one of your hats is being involved with the Tourism Association, obviously. It strikes me that the community really, really works and plays well together to create these events. Has that made your life and job a little more easy, exciting? Yes, it has. It has. Everyone has been really very, very helpful. 
Um, this is my first time doing Winterfest okay. as the chair, okay. and so it's been really great to have like the Carbon Chamber of Economic Development come on board and support me personally and the Tourism Association, as well as the local banks like the Mokhtang Trust Company and the Jim Thorpe Neighborhood Bank, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, and even like Muggles Mug Coffee Shop uh, and and other shops in town like Naturally Yours, Northampton is chiming in. Northampton Jewelry mm-hmm. is supporting our event this year, and the Inn at Genthorpe and the High Street Guest House, everybody's really stepping up and, like, helping move all of the parts of this beautiful celebration forward. I just had Genthorpe Olive Oil Company donate 600 bags that the mugs are going to go in, mm. so you get more than the mug and the merch, you know, you get, yeah. you're getting a nice commemorative bag, too. Well, it's interesting, too, for listeners who may not be aware, it's something for them to think about. It is President's Day weekend. It's a holiday weekend. And you're right. It's midwinter. After the holidays, it's not really a tempting time to go out and about normally. But if you come up for the weekend, one of the other lovely things about Jim Thorpe are the lovely B&Bs and the the inn. And just there's, there's wonderful options for staying over and making a weekend out of it, aren't there? Yes, so many, uh, so many options, so many B&Bs, so many Airbnbs, and the inn mm. itself is such a gorgeous piece of art. And that's the, that is the thing that you keep saying about Jim Thorpe. It is a beautiful space, but it's, it also contains within it artists and people who make it beautiful with mm-hmm. their own contributions. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited to be highlighting them and their lives and and the artwork that they're putting forth through the luminaries mm-hmm. and the ice sculptures. So it this festival itself is like a moving work of art. I was going to say what's lovely about it too, I mean, Jim's heart, the, the merchants and the artisans and the craftspeople, it's so much an alternative to the kind of cookie cutter or... I don't know, um, you know, big box chain, whatever you want to call it, kind of culture of product. This is about art, one-offs, craft, beauty, you know, all of that. So that when folks think about something like the walking tour, you know, you say, oh, we're going into shops. You're also going into have these experiences with beautiful things. Yes, which is and, just... and beautiful, friendly people. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, a question quickly, but before we run out of time, how did how did you come? To, are you a Jim Thorpe native? I'm just curious. I actually am. Okay, um, I'm third generation. Wow. Uh, my dad was a cop here. My mom ran, you know, two of the banks, and okay. uh, my grandfathers, both of them, built the railroad and. You know, served in the military. So, yeah, I moved away and did events and came back, and now I'm doing events. And curious, what brought you back? Well, I I worked in radio uh-huh. in San Francisco, okay. and um, the music industry at the time was kind of at a stalemate, and I kind of wanted to make a jump uh, into real estate here at home mm-hmm. with my family. Mm-hmm. So I that's, took the chance. That's lovely. And for folks that are listening, again, as Michelle's pointed out, the festival is a little bit away. It's in February. Things are still happening. Things are still changing, and things are still being added to the programming and the and the lineup. Michelle, how can they best, again, stay in touch with what's happening as things keep blossoming here? Again, they could just go right to that, that place called Facebook and punch <laughs> in Jim Thorpe Winterfest, and it should come right up. And under the discussion, there's a whole list of events that are popping up and, 
and everything that will be going on. They can also punch in jimthorpe.org. And finally, a third place that they can go, a third option, is Venus Rising Inc. That's actually my personal event company, venusrisinginc.com. And there's everything is laid out there for everyone, even right down to parking where you should park. Oh, excellent. All right. Unless you take the train, of course. But, yes, unless you take the train, <laughs> the Winterfest train, the Winterfest Express. <laughs> Very tempting. Um, and thinking ahead, like down the line, now that we're coming, you know, coming out of COVID, people joining again and being out and about and celebrating together. What do you think? Um, any ideas for future Winterfest? Now that you're moving through this experience, anything you'd love to see happen in the future, or things you've that have surprised you about the experience? I. I'd like to see all sides of town, not just the business district, get mm. involved with the Luminary Walk, okay. as well as other businesses throughout, because we don't just have businesses here on Broadway. Yeah. I would like to tie in other businesses that are in Jim Thorpe into the festival next year. I'd like a, maybe more of an outdoor component, but the weather's always tricky mm-hmm. this time of year. And I definitely would like to add um, an art walk, again, because beauty and art are, are some that I'm always concerned about and is my intention. And next year, I'd like to add more of like with the luminary sculptures, maybe like an art walk on, mm. on Sunday. And thinking of art and walking, I was just harking back for a moment. The ice sculptures are, are the ice sculptures created by local craftspeople, arts folk? How, how does that happen? Yes, but I'm blanking on the name. Oh, I'm, okay. I totally I'm just curious. Apologize. Because yes, the images, and, the images I've seen are really beautiful. They're really impressive. Um, yes, and I'm actually really excited about some of the images that I know that are coming and that yeah. are secret. So, <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm really excited about some of the designs that have been shared with me so far because they haven't been like like ones that have happened in the past. So mm. they're a little more outrageous this year. <laughs> And quickly, would, did you, did the festival, I, I should have looked this up, did the festival postpone during COVID? Did you have to take time away? For 2020, I believe it was just okay. scaled down to okay. luminary walks. And okay. I, I don't remember if there was a mug walk. I yeah. wasn't involved in that year, but I'm sure that we scaled down on some level. Okay, yeah. yeah. So this is kind of, again, a re-emerging into the full, full-blown festival. Yeah, and connecting yeah. people, right? Yeah. Like getting people back together. Exactly. And I would think, too, it has to be a lovely way, um, in some ways, winter, you know, it's not summer, it's not high tourist season, per se, you know, in that sense. It must be kind right. of a lovely, gentle way to have the community, as you said, get to visit with each other, come out of your houses, get out there, be together yeah. again, and have visitors there that feel, if, again, it's coming out of that midwinter doldrums, and it's just nice to see each other instead of it being, like, overwhelming with, you know, oh, my God, it's the and summer it's, rush. Yeah, it's funny you said that. It's not as overwhelming as the summer months, and uh-huh. it's not as overwhelming as fall festival. Okay. So if people came here during those times and they felt maybe they couldn't get into the stores because it was just way too intense, uh-huh. you know, this is just the perfect this is the perfect moment to come back and, and to enjoy town, mm. you know, in, mm-hmm. in, in a very rare kind of situation. Mm-hmm. And again, for our listeners who may not know, um, one of the things that's lovely about an event like this that will let you and encourage you to stroll through town and have it be beautifully lit, the luminaries, the ice, yeah. all of it, 
is that it's a particularly the town's been blessed with, you know, I hate to just say Victoria, but Victoria, the core of the town is a very Victorian gem architecturally. Yeah. It's yeah. just stunning. And things like the train station, the rest of it, it really is quite remarkable uh, and beautiful. So it's a lovely way to get out and see it when, again, as you said, it might be just that tad quieter, too. Yes, your perfect Hallmark moment that you don't know you're <laughs> waiting for you here. <laughs> I can see it. I can just see it. Um, well, thank you, Michelle. And, and thank you for talking with us about the festival. Thank you for the energy you're putting into it. And best wishes for an absolutely magical weekend. Oh, my pleasure. I hope to see you on site, Kate. Uh, that would be a real treat. I hope so, too. I want to win the Jim Thorpe experience. <laughs> no, but thank you. And, and, uh, and again, another thought for folks, too. Michelle will be out filming, but I'm an um, amateur photographer, and it sounds like a gorgeous opportunity to bring a camera along, too. Oh, yes, of course. Please, you please know. do that. And we encourage that. This is the <laughs> top 10 most photographed town in America. Please bring your camera. <laughs> All right. Thank you again. And thank you, listeners, for joining me here again in the Art Salon. You can hear past episodes of Lehigh Valley Art Salon and our other public affairs programming at WDIY.org, on the WDIY phone app, and, of course, at major podcast platforms. I'm Kate Scuffle, and this is WDIY 88.1 FM. I look forward to joining you again soon right here in the Lehigh Valley Art Salon. <laughs>